you don't golf and you don't know how to golf, you could be missing out on really important networking and business opportunities by your male counterparts that are out on the golf course spending hours and hours of time with one another. There's details of this that were published in a study that was originally released in 2020, but has gained more traction as, of course, inclusivity has become a really big priority for a lot of employers. So we're talking about this right now with our next guest. He's a professor of marketing at Central Michigan University and a co-author of that 2020 study about women and golf. Deborah Gray is joining the show. Deborah, thank you so much for making the time. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I think this is a really interesting conversation to get into because it makes a lot of sense. If you look at, you know, the typical people that are out playing golf, you know, I, I imagine it's it's a lot of teams of men or it's teams of women. Uh, but when it comes to business opportunities, women could be missing out if they're not joining their, their colleagues. Why did you want to initially dive into this study? Well, I dove in because I just looked around me and I saw there weren't there there weren't many people who looked like me on the golf course, and so it really got me thinking: where are all of the women? And um, yeah, so I started digging into that, and then looking at it from a business perspective, and and um, was just shocked to find out how much business is done on the golf course and and how women are often excluded from those meaningful conversations. So is it fair to assume that the majority of people that consider themselves golfers are men? Yes, about 75% of all golfers are men. Uh, Women represent about 25% of all golfers, but that's changing. If you look at the stats of junior golfers, little girl golfers represent about 36% of all golfers. So we are making some inroads into some gender equality. And that's largely thanks to the PGA and LPGA who have been just tirelessly working toward uh, inclusivity and and, uh, trying to get more women and and people of color out on the golf course. Yeah, and making it a, you know, a sport that's really accessible to everybody, which obviously is something really important to do. But then you talk right. about the that sort of middle-aged golfer, that female golfer that's maybe um, you know not not able to play the sport or or hasn't really had the opportunity to to go out and even try to golf. What are some of the reasons that women aren't aren't out on the golf course? I would imagine a big one would be available time, right? Yeah, that is the biggest one. Yes, women have just a a real lack of um, leisure time when compared to men. In fact, interestingly enough, just a a couple of days, uh, Pew Research here in the U.S. just released a study, and they looked at men and women and household chores and income. And one of the things that they found was that there's, even when the uh, income is about the same between the two genders, women still have less leisure time. And they also looked at women who earn more in uh, a couple relationship. And again, men still have about three and a half more hours of leisure time than women. Women just tend to um, have to be responsible or, or want to be responsible, feel compelled to be responsible for child caring and, and also caretaking of, 
of parents and, and family members. And that largely falls on, on the shoulders of, of women, which is what causes this disproportionate access to, to leisure time. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising to me in any way. Uh, but good to know mm-hmm. there's some data that actually points that that's the truth. I, I'm curious, too, how much of it has to do with just societal norms? You know, I think it's just a very normal conversation that, you know, a man is going to say, well, I'm going to go hit the golf course for a few hours on a Saturday morning. I, I can't imagine it being as normalized the other way around for the female right. in the family to say, look, I'm going to be gone on Saturday for five hours. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, women just are not, um, I don't know, we're not emotionally equipped to just take that time, that self-care time. And so that's something that I've been really talking to corporate America about is, is giving women opportunity to learn golf during business hours, um, maybe as a DEI activity, as professional development. I don't know why corporate America teach, you know, really treats golf lessons any differently than any other professional development activity. And I can guarantee you that they'll get more women participants if, if they would do that. So, I would love to see some changes in in uh, corporate America. Talk a little in, bit in that about regard. why it's so important to have to have everybody able to to play this sport. Because from a business perspective, there are a lot of opportunities that take place on a golf course, right? Yeah, there absolutely are a, a lot of opportunities that take place on the golf course, and golf is just very unique in that it, it's different from other sports, and that's what makes it conducive for doing business. So. If you think about a spinning class or basketball, it's very hard to have a conversation, to drink, to eat, to chat. Uh, you can't do that with, with most sports. And so golf, you can eat, drink, talk. It accommodates all age levels, all skill levels, and all genders. And so, um, you know, it's just very conducive to business. It, it's funny, my nephew Troy was uh, was reading part of the, the study that I wrote and he said, hey, you talk about spinning class and basketball, but I think fishing can work. And I went, yeah, you're right. Fishing could work. So that that might be a, a viable option as well. Yeah, I think fishing could absolutely work, yeah. provided that you're in a boat with somebody that you really want to do business with and you're not just trapped on the water for, <laughs> for hours and hours. Yeah, like, exactly. I think that could backfire. Oh. I wonder... Oh, yeah, you're right. you got to have an out. <laughs> I wonder, just to just to really be be fair, you know, to this entire idea of different uh, mm-hmm. different opportunities to network, are there, if, if men are typically the ones that are on the golf course and they're taking part in these different networking and business opportunities, are there opportunities that women are finding within the workplace that are exclusionary to men? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer. I, I will look either. into that. That's a very that's a very good question. I don't know what that would be. Uh, I will put my mind on that one. I wonder if I wonder if that's an area to to then expand mm-hmm. for for people to have opportunities within the workplace rather than trying to you know create opportunities elsewhere. You're not going to be able to right. solve the problem of women being able to have time to get on the golf course. Right. So maybe those opportunities look more like you know in in the office opportunities. Right. Absolutely. And and we see companies doing a little bit in that area, creating. Um, they're calling them resource groups where uh, folks are getting together over other activities Mm -hmm. um, that are, well, 
within business hours, but also outside of, of business hours. And so one of the thing that, things that I talk to women about in building that network, the research suggests that, that men actually build more powerful and influential networks than women. And it's because they're willing to network with people who don't, they don't necessarily agree with, maybe even they don't like, they can do it from a utilitarian standpoint where women tend to network uh, and surround themselves who with people who they like and who are more like them. And so if women can just think strategically and if golf isn't your thing, what I would say is find an activity that is different than what you normally do and that is one catalyst for expanding your network. So it doesn't have to be golf. I think that's a really great way of explaining how the relationships differ uh, among genders. That's a really great mm-hmm. way to put that. I, I wonder then if companies are showing an interest going back to the conversation about golf, because obviously this is something that happens. This isn't going to this isn't going to stop taking place. Are companies showing an interest in in paying employees to to go out or giving them incentives to golf, maybe in the form of lessons? There are some companies who are doing that. Um, So that's really not a new idea for business, but the new twist on that would be doing it during business hours. So that's where where we can hit that sweet spot, particularly for women who really have that unequal access to leisure time. So we really need to get these lessons or whatever that learning that activity, that networking activity is, that needs to be done during business hours. Really interesting work, Deborah. Thank you so much for for coming on and having a conversation about it this afternoon. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Deborah Gray is a professor in marketing at Central Michigan University and a co-author of the 2020 study uh, that we are launching this conversation off of, showing that women in business who don't know how to play golf are missing out on key opportunities to network and form those long-lasting connections with their male counterparts.